0: Jesus said to the disciples, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with him. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master... His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, dear saints, often when we read this parable of the talents, we see that word talent and we immediately think of abilities and the things that maybe we Are good at. We often say that somebody that is good at something, that they're talented. But when we look carefully at this parable, we see that these talents are in fact large portions of money. Large portions of money that are given to each servant to manage. So what may this parable actually be about? Jesus, he uses this parable to teach us about the kingdom of heaven. This parable begins with the man who was about to leave on a journey and he entrusted his servants with the task of managing his financial affairs while he was away. He divided the responsibility amongst his three workers according to their ability. Five talents here, two talents there, and one talent to another worker. I guess you could call this diversification. Putting your eggs in several baskets rather than just one, dividing your assets to provide more opportunities for growth and to reduce risk. Then when the master, he returns, he calls his workers before him to give an account of how they managed his money. And two of the workers, they doubled what they first were entrusted with. And the master was full of praise on them. He says, well done, my good and faithful servants. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. But the third worker, he did nothing with the one talent that he was entrusted with. He'd simply buried it. When this worker gave an account for his actions, the money Well, it was taken from him and given to the servant with 10 talents. Now, in Jesus's day, a talent was used in two different ways. It was used as a, a form of currency and also as a measure of weight. Bible scholars believe that for the average worker, one talent was worth more than 15 years of wages. Now if you look at that in today's environment what might a talent be worth in Montana in 2022 the personal per capita income was just over 60,000 per year according to Mr Google and it suggests that in today's context a talent could be worth just under 1 million dollars Now With that information, can you start to see what an incredible responsibility that this master has entrusted to each of these three workers? Even the person who had just received the one talent has received an incredible amount of responsibility as well as an awesome opportunity. If only the servant had recognized this. Now, like all parables, we need to look for the principle that Jesus intends to teach us and ask, what does this mean for us, for you and me? And I'd like you to first notice the trust that the master puts in these servants. How he delegates responsibility for so much of what belongs to him, to his servants, he believes in his servants. He has full confidence in them. And secondly, notice the way that he divides their responsibility. He doesn't split up his money equally, but he divides according to their ability. In other words, he knows the ability of each of these servants and divides responsibility appropriately In this parable we may choose to see the master as Jesus and we his church as his servants He's given each of us responsibilities And in giving us responsibilities he recognizes our unique abilities and he matches us with responsibilities according to those abilities. This parable, it's often been interpreted as a simple call to work hard at developing these gifts and talents that God has entrusted to us. And sadly, too many of us feel that we have failed to fulfill those responsibilities that God has given us. And maybe we feel we have failed to recognize the responsibilities that God first gave us and have failed even to try in the risks that he's entrusted. We failed to learn. We've failed to grow and even failed to ask questions about these. Maybe we feel that we have failed to use our abilities to Fulfill these responsibilities. However, the challenge that we face is to recognize our responsibilities and just how to fulfill them. While it is true that God wants us to use His gifts and to multiply them for the benefit of His kingdom, we are not judged according to the quantity of the work that we do for God or even the quantity of that work. So neither quantity or quality. Rather, we are judged by our response to this call, by our willingness to do as God wants us to do, by our willingness to risk all that we have been given for the sake of the kingdom, just as Jesus Jesus risked himself for us, for our sake. As Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. But if we reduce the parable of the talents simply to saying that we must be productive for God or else be condemned. Then we miss what is good about the Christian life. We miss the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of the grace and the mercy won for us on the cross. If we see this parable all about productivity, we will end up like that one servant who failed to invest the talent that his master had gave him. We will end up being afraid, worried more about how well we are doing in the eyes of God than we are about actually doing anything at all. Consider that servant who buried the talent that was entrusted to him. He was afraid. He was afraid and he took no risks. He did not see the potential for growth and he buried what he had to keep it safe. He did nothing. And I ask you in it, in what areas of our lives are we bearing our own responsibilities? And not exercising them according to our own abilities. The parable of the talents is, well, it's not a lesson about success or even our degree of productivity. It is a lesson about our response to our responsibilities. It's about faithfully stepping out with God's treasure in our hands for the sake of others, Yes, this servant, he was afraid, and so he did not try. What counts is not whether we win or whether we lose, but whether or not we even try. What counts is whether or not we dare to have faith in the things that God has given us. What counts is whether or not we invest ourselves in God's kingdom. Whether we take what we have and use it for God's purposes. Whether we pass on the blessings that we have received. Whether we seek to build community and bring hope to the strangers that are among us. Whether we reach out to those in need and show them the love that God first showed us. Whether we try to multiply this joy Or we divide sorrow. Do we willingly use what we have been given in the service of God? Do we work with the resources that God has given us for his sake? Or do we focus on the fact that we may fail? And so we refuse to even try. Do we use the gifts that God has given to build up the church and to bring praise to our Lord? Or do we use those gifts only for our own benefits? God gives us so many gifts and resources, talents and abilities. Why why he does so? That's not always clear for us. But what a God expects is clear. God expects us to utilize the good things that we have so that the world around us can benefit from them. So that those gifts might be fruitful in us and add to the good things that God's world needs. God, like the master in today's parable, trusts us to do well with his love. And grace and develop the gifts that he gives us so that all citizens of this kingdom kingdom may be benefited from them. God has blessed you with a priceless gift of salvation. Therefore, we have nothing to fear except to fear love and trust in God above all things, and share that love in this life that we have. We can take risks with what God has given to us in his abundance so that others may experience God's grace and his kingdom may come to know him through love. It is an incredible responsibility that the master has entrusted to each and every one of us. But... Remember, he doesn't leave it all up to us. Our abilities are through him. And he is right here with us, guiding us, directing us, and discipling us. Do not be afraid, but be at peace. And may that peace, the peace of God which surpasses All understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.